Welcome to the Gunners Town Pub Podcast Stroke Fat Sam's Relegation Party. Uh, joining us this evening is Mike. How are you, Mike? What are you drinking? Uh, actually, I don't have a drink, so if you can go get me one and, and mail it, that would be great. <laughs> With so some beer mat, actually. Got a beer mat? Yeah, yeah. yeah send, send some of them pretty beer mats over as well. Well, I might be able to do that for you, matey. I might be able to do that for you. Also, in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen, it's Mark. How are you, Mark? What are you drinking? Uh, I'm all right, Gav, yeah. Uh, Men of Brea. Oh, nice. Very nice drop. Yeah, no, very nice. Lovely. Very nice. And, uh, and Charlie, how are you, mate? What are you drinking? Good afternoon, guys. I am literally just drinking a glass of water. I had a very heavy night last night watching the boxing. So I've uh, took it easy today. Well, fair one. I'm uh, I'm going to frame my hands up. I'm down to me cans of Colesburg because <laughs> I know, I know, but it's you know it's cheap, it's cheerful, and I drank on my Moretti yesterday and this afternoon. So this is all I've got left. Cans anyway, of peach, uh, in other words. It's all, I'm not a beer snob. I'll, I'll drink anything. It's you know it's one of those. Anyway, uh, we won 3-1. Uh, we normally go, let me see. I'm going to get told this if I don't put banners up. So here we go, hot banners. Hello, everybody who's listening and watching, etc., etc. There we go, I've done that right. Uh, hot takes. Mike, your hot take on the game, please, sir. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, regrets, I suppose. Um, not really, I can't pretend that this was brilliant um, and we were terrible on Thursday because it wasn't brilliant. It was pretty boring. But um, the one uh, piece that uh, we were told was the game plan and um, the key to everything going wrong on Thursday was the one thing that was brilliant tonight, which was the left-hand side and, and Saka. Um, and so uh, it's no genius thought, is it, to say that's a regret. He should have uh, played him at left-back. Um, and, um, you know, Arteta tried to, to chuck the game in the back end, didn't he, by taking his, um, his, his wonderful 60-minute left back and taking him away from the position he was excelling at and by making one of these fantastic substitutions, again, that moves a player who's playing well in a position out of that position. But um, just, just regrets, really. Um, to, to me, it was always going to be about regrets today. I figured we'd do something far better than Thursday, so... So the headline was written beforehand, right? Yeah, no, fair enough. Mark, same to yourself, your hot take on the game. Um, it's, well, it's hard to take anything other than what Mike said, to be honest. You know, it's it's um it's it's a hot take, but it's so disappointing that <laughs> given that Xhaka injured himself in the warm-up, you know, he sacrificed himself to try and force Arteta into making the right decision. You know, that's how good a club man Jacker is, that he tried to get Arteta to do the right thing. He still fucked it up and um, and didn't do it. And then today, you know, I'm sure I'm sure Arteta was enjoying that outwardly, but inwardly I bet he was going, oh, I wish Saka would stop making me look like a twat for not having played him at left-back the other day. Um, so, you know, it's, it's that, isn't it, really? What can you say? What can you say? What what is there better than a manager proving to you in the next game what a twat he was in the one before? <laughs> Charlie, 
Yeah, well, if I'll take them on I don't want to stay all negative from Thursday. I've had enough moaning since then. Um, my hot take really is just that I'm pleased that we we won. Do you know what I mean? Like, a home game at the minute is not any given for us at the moment, no matter who we're playing. So, and I know for a fact the players were actually on the floor from Thursday and just to, to come back and get a win, I'm over the moon with, to be honest. I mean, I'd like us to go and finish the season strongly and then just you know I mean? try and finish as high as we can and then just see what we can do in the summer. Yeah. But I agree with Michael Sacker playing at left back. Doesn't cover Arteta in much glory, does it? Because obviously we all called for that. He played well there before in the past and we've we've not done it. And today he's, it was MOM before he moved. Yeah. It, like I said, it was it was almost, you know, as Mike was saying, that the game completely changed when Saka was moved out of the left back mm. position, which you wouldn't expect with Tierney because he, he's been our one of our most consistent players all season, really. Well, consistently injured on and off, but you know, still been one of our, our best players all year. Anyways, uh we'll go to the highlights. Charlie, what was your highlight of the game, mate? <laughs> it's got to be Williams goal, isn't it? Long lost. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I mean, to be honest, his actual set, his actual dead ball situation, his set piece is actually all right. And um, it's probably the one good thing he has got. And he's had a couple of chances from the free kicks where he's hit posts and bars or just wide. So to see it go in for him, I'm fairly pleased for him, to be honest with you, because he's, he does get a lot of stick, deservedly sometimes. But I was quite happy to see him get a goal, to be honest with you. And I, it pleased me. So that's my heart. I've had calls already to make T-shirts with uh, "I wasn't there when William scored." <laughs> That's you know brilliant. I mean? That's well, absolutely well, cool. Yeah, come on, Mike. Says you, you're talking, mate. Your highlight of the game, mate. Uh, well, <laughs> my highlight was um, watching Smith Rowe. Um, I don't think um, he um, like signs up for knowing what game it is or. Uh, who were playing, the importance of the game. You know, the game was sleepy. Um, I, uh, I We expected it to be so. I'm not pointing fingers. It's an end-of-season game that means almost nothing. Um, but that boy doesn't play any game um, with less than all of his effort. And it was just it's just such a joy to watch in amongst everybody else that seems to care not quite as much as he does. Um, the way he plays, there's movement off the ball. He makes runs off the ball that really aren't seen and aren't given. But um, he he keeps going, never stops, doesn't get discouraged. And um, I suppose the highlight of the game for me was culminated um, in the, in his goal, really, because Arsenal don't score that goal. We, as you saw with Saka's other multitudes of crosses where he had all the time in the world, there wasn't anybody who wasn't just static. So the West Brom players had you know, had all the time in the world to mark everybody in the box. And then for Smith Rowe's goal, you know, here he comes on the move. Arsenal have needed that all season. The player on the move coming into the box. It was, uh, I just love watching him play, Gav. No, fair one. I think, like I say, I mean, especially in the first half, there was a good four or five. Decent, low, hard, fast balls gone through. And no one on the end of them, which which is disappointing because you would have thought Martinelli would have got on the end of a couple, wouldn't you, really? Because Martinelli's yeah. that kind of player. But anyway, uh, right, same with you, Mark. What was your uh, your highlight? It's, it's got to be uh, William signing off his Arsenal career with a goal. I think uh, <laughs> it's lovely to see him saying goodbye to the fans in that way. 
And I'm really uh, hoping that he'll enjoy his time in the MLS next season. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll stick with you for your low light. Let's just rattle through the topics. Your low light, Mark. Um, I think it's probably the the substitution that that changed the game and and let West Brom back in it. You know, because I'm kind of I'm trying to think. You know, what's he trying to do? Is he trying to give Tierney minutes? For in, in advance of Wednesday, um, I'm just not, not. I'm just not sure what his thinking was there. To be honest, I mean, maybe Michael Charlie can uh, can probably expand on that and enlighten me. But uh, again, I just thought it was one of those subs that that didn't help the team, uh, and you know the, the side benefits. I don't think outweighed the fact that it it left us in the lurch for a little while. I think was, was, it was. Um, was Smith Rose sort of limping a little bit at the time, or uh, was he what? Sorry, was Smith Rose sort of limping a little bit at the time when he was, when he was bought off when he was subbed off? I didn't, I didn't see, I, I didn't see him in any trouble. You know, I mean, no, I didn't see that at all. I, I think he was, to be fair, Gav. He had that chance where Saka put across the box and he got his legs tangled and he was a little bit grimacing as he ran off and he came off straight away after that. To be fair. Because it was two subs, literally in in quick succession, wasn't it? Really, and which hasn't been our set of sort of style to do double subs for quite a while. So I mean, I just thought it was one of those substitutions that might have been forced on our set of really. But I say, hopefully we're wrong, and hopefully there's nothing wrong with Smith Rowe. But I just thought that as he come up, us off, he just didn't. He didn't yeah, but then, so you know then, I mean? but then if that's if that's the case, Gav, then. Put Erdegaard on. Yeah. Just make it a direct swap, player for player. Why why you gotta try and do something different than you know, if you do that, there's similar players, you know, I like Erdegaard, there's similar players playing a very similar way, it's not gonna uh, disrupt the team. Whereas, you know, when you then move it around the other way, it, it, it really did put us put us on the back foot for a while, you know. I just I just wonder what he's thinking. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree with you. And when we're looking at the game, that's spot on. But you can't really complain when Tierney's coming on as left back. Do you know what I mean? I mean, what what else? that shouldn't have prevented our you know us defending us playing as a team. It should have actually improved our team. But you know, obviously, it didn't really because Saka was getting the ball deep, and he was scared of his pace. Anyway, Mike, we'll move on to you. What was uh, the thing that pissed you off the most today? A couple of things. Um, I pick out one was um, the squad uh, that was picked. And um, I, I just have had a fear all season that um, some of the players that the club want to keep, and maybe the coach wants to keep as well, and I'm talking specifically about um, Balogun and Aziz, um, are going to come knocking on his door when they get an offer. Of course, maybe Balogun won't now. He's signed a new contract, but um, but Martinelli's been the one in the past. They're going to come knocking on his door at the end of the season and say, you know, I didn't get the minutes where I th- thought I was deserved. I've got a, there's an offer here, a big offer for for me, and and I'd really like to go. So we'll we'll lose the players we we don't want, um, and then we'll lose the players we want to keep because they're not being encouraged. And if you can't, you know, give Balogun and Aziz at least a, an opportunity to sit on the bench and. Uh, and come in at a game like this. I don't know if you ever will. Um, and so, uh, so that was disappointing. And then, from a different perspective entirely, I was just going to mention um, I've never liked Sam Allardyce for different reasons. 
But I felt bad for the West Brom fans. I don't have any of them following me on Twitter. I don't follow them, so I don't know what they feel like. But seeing your coach sitting on the sub bench in the second row when you are potentially about to get relegated, and then after the final whistle, um, shaking Mikel Arteta's hands and walking straight down the tunnel rather than consoling his players, I think there's uh, quite a few choice words that can be used to describe a man that would do that to his team, um, show that he cares so little publicly. It's just embarrassing. I was so embarrassed for for that situation. Mm, yeah, no, fair one. Uh, although it was one of my highlights, seeing his grim face on the TV at the end of the game. Anyway, Charlie, yourself, what, what annoys you um, about the uh, game itself? <coughs> my low light would probably have been... Well, I was a little bit disappointed with Martinelli today. I think, I mean, I've... I don't think, for me, he's not a number nine anyway. And I know a lot of people ask him to be, and I understand, like, you can't really judge him today. He paid an hour. But I just think he was, for someone who's chomping at the beer, I'd just like to see him do a little bit more. I don't, I don't see him as that clinical number nine for us. I like him on the left-hand side of it. Um, just, yeah, I, I, I really thought today, I thought he would have really sort of stood out, and for me, he didn't. So... Not necessarily his fault, but it was a little bit of a low light for me because I was expecting a bit more, but I think it was a little bit disappointing. Well, there was no, one in particular yeah. where the ball went over the top and he was sort of like level the defender. And I thought, oh, yeah, he's done him here. And the defender just got in front of him. I was like, just a little bit more fucking grit to go for it. He probably would have got it. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. Uh, my low light is probably their goal, just by the fact that. He picked the ball up literally in his own half and no one took a tactical booking on him. That That's my low light. Do you know what I mean? But again, if that player, is it Pereira? Perez, 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 yeah, good player, is? mate. Pereira. I mean, he might he might be somebody that would improve our squad. Oh, I, would, I would definitely think so. If we, if we, if we could, I, I like him. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to run through the uh, comments. Hayden Bernard, Carlsberg, you trank. Thank you very much. Uh, Richard Nicholson. William has now scored more goals for Arsenal against West Brom than Abangyang has. Uh, AFC Glenn's just laughing. He's probably drunk as well. Uh, John Smith Jr. Labour's win over Cannon for uh, Lloyd Banbury. Get myself Pereira. Value 11.7 million was put in easy. Mike, what do you reckon? On, on Matias Pereira? Yeah. Yeah, he's got lots of talent he's a, and he brings goals and assists both. Um, there's players that I would prefer uh, to him, but uh, I wonder if Arsenal may even you know, try to strike a deal if, if they want to keep Maitland-Niles. I think Maitland-Niles is a Premier League player, not a championship player, though, so that's probably fanciful. But um, I'm a big fan of, uh, of Emi Buendia uh, doing the job that Pereira would be brought in to do. So um, I think that's what we need to do. Right. Mark? Uh, yeah, what was the question? Uh, Pereira. If we could get Pereira for 11.7 million, He's a good, would, that improve, uh, would that improve our squad? Uh, well, it, yeah, it would improve our squad. He was better than uh, many of our central midfielders, well, both our central midfielders fielders that started. Um, I think the money would be better used to a better player. He's decent, but I think there are better ones out there and... Um, I'd rather stick stick that money into the pot for them, to be fair. A bit like Mike said, I mean, you know. Yeah, no, fair enough. David O'Leary, too little, too late. The lack of commitment from last 
Thursday. Fair enough. Uh, Michael Sergio, our team will back to overpay donkeys. Mike Bullock, great to see the mighty. Where are we? Hold on. Great to see. Great to beat the mighty West Brom. Stephen Taylor, too many professionals. Marco uh, Leno is the worst choice keeper in the club's history, and that includes Armenia. Uh, <laughs> I would agree with you there. Uh, Wayne Ballum, uh, so we're pissed off because we, we won fuck all. Uh, Mr. Parker, I think the idea of Smith Rowe off and Tenny on was defending further up the pitch and at the same time retaining the attacking threat from left back, also further up the field. Fair point. They balled him with just too lightweight in the centre of midfield. Quite the same player that he was with Atletico, or we signed his twin. Hopefully, next season we can sign a great partner for him. Hopefully, uh, Bazuma or even Vlad Aziz next to him. And Mike, all four goals. The game was superb, to be fair. And Silverdor, nothing really to shout about tonight. So, thank you ever so much for your comments so far, people. Uh, we're going to start back at the beginning, Charlie. The lineup, mate. Was there a. I weren't sure what I was expecting with the lineup. What, what about yourself? Um, I was quite surprised when I see, see the team. But then the other side of it, I think the players Thursday night, as poor as they was, I think they were generally on the floor. They're probably being gutted. We don't want a little. We don't want anyone feeling sorry for themselves coming on. So I do. I do get it. I mean, I think it was enough to beat West Brom for me. Uh, I thought Pepe would sort of be the main man for us before the game. I actually tweeted. I thought he would score with uh, with Martinelli, but it, it, we started off quite slow, really, didn't we? And we we, we grew into the game probably about 25, 30 minutes in. But the starting lineup, you never know what team we're going to get now, to be fair. Um, I was a bit worried about El Nene and Sabayos in the middle together because I don't think I've ever seen them play a good game with them to have played in the park together. Um, but, but other than that, mate, I mean, it was a little bit of a damp squid tonight, wasn't it? You wasn't, I wasn't yeah. angry with the starting lineup, yeah, I wasn't pleased. It was just one of them as well. We should beat West Brom, and uh, it turned out like that, to be fair, really, the way the game went. Yeah, and no, I felt. Mike, would you like to have seen more of less of the players that won't be with us next season and more of the under 23s? Uh, like the Balligans, as is uh, the, the young left back who's supposed to uh, be quite decent. Would you like to have seen a, a rebuild now and a team that's going to, you know, you know, basically for the rest of the season, just playing players that are going to be there next season? Yeah, absolutely. As I said earlier, that uh, I think, well, I don't think, I hope that we don't live to regret that. Um, I wouldn't have necessarily started Balogun because um, I've been itching to see Martinelli as a centre-forward to see what he can do. He, as Charlie said, he didn't play well. He looked a little lost, actually, um, positionally lost, so therefore things didn't work for him. Um, so, But I've been, certainly put Balogun on the bench and given him some minutes, but I'd have been doing that for a while. But the one that is disappointing to me is Aziz because... Uh, Sabias is not coming back next year. I think we know that. And then El Nenny probably not either. So um, I don't know why you're encouraging players and uh, giving them a boost when they're not going to be with the club. And then there's, there's this guy you want to uh, stay long term. Um, and uh, love to see him. Absolutely love to see him. So I don't, I don't get that. And I didn't, honestly, I didn't get the a lot of the lineup either. I didn't understand why Leno was playing when Ryan could have. Well, it doesn't matter that much. But the Saka one was the one, if I'm being really honest, I didn't understand because I think um, 
uh, he's uh, a stretch away from pulling a muscle and probably getting himself um, a, a longer-term injury. I would not have done that, even though he turned out to be the best player on the park. I've just got to be honest, that's what I felt like. I didn't understand what, what the point was. If you're not going to do it in a big game, um, then why would you do it here? And then, But to be fair, I was proved wrong because he was the best player in the park and it worked. But, um, yeah. All right, fair one. Mark, obviously... With the lineup and, and how it's going to go for the rest of the season, uh, would it be obviously it'd be nice to finish off the season with another three wins? So, is that more important than sort of almost having a rebuild or, or what? It's, it's hard to say, mate. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, there, there, there is a very, very slim chance of us ending up in that um, Europa Vanarama League. Uh, so, you know, maybe the club. Are, are putting pressure on the manager to try and finish as high as he can to get in it because it is more money um, for for the club, regardless of the fact, you know, it, it will be on the Bravo channel. Um, the, wins, the wins are good, obviously. You know, you don't want the, the season to finish with a real whimper. Basically, the, the season, in effect, ended on Thursday night, but you don't want it to end on a real whimper. But... Against the development, it's kind of like, you know, if when, when things really matter, you might not get the chance to play the kids. And so it's like Mike says, why are you wasting minutes on people you don't really... I'm not, I don't want, I'd be happy if Sebastian didn't kick another ball for the club. Well, I'm not bothered about seeing him, you know. So why would you not give uh, Aziz a chance? You know, that, that, oh, that's, sorry, sorry to in, mate. I, I will come straight back to you on this, right? But what if he does? What if he did load the load the you know load the team up with another two or you know bloodied another two players, and we lose? Our set is going to get hammered. So is it a case I, tend, of I tend to agree with this. I think hammered? leave these kids leave these kids out the firing line in a minute because this is a very poor team that's getting a lot of stick and. I, I get what you're saying, Mark. I do agree in a way. But I think and while we've got that European chance, I do think like these kids don't need to be in this team at the minute because they're getting slaughtered at every angle, criticised from their own fans, all people on Twitter. And I do think if all of a sudden, as Gav said, if, if we get if we slip up tonight, you get the idiots going, we fucking shit. I mean, what's the point of getting in? I think leave them out the, the firing line at the minute. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no real need for it for me. I, I, well, okay, that's fair enough, Charlie. But I disagree because I think I'm not saying load the whole team up with kids. But I'm saying you could be giving them minutes. You know, you could be get, either starting them and taking them off if it's not working, or putting them on late if you're you're, you're safe. I think you've got to show some faith in them. It, down further down the line, it also helps you to sign up the other young stars that we've got coming through, if they can see they'll get a chance. Well, know that there's pressure in that. I mean, to, to be perfectly honest, you, you'd get dickheads on Twitter slagging off players, whatever. You know, I saw people having a go at Martinelli tonight because he hadn't set the world on fire and scored a couple of goals in 45 minutes. You know, and there's people saying, oh, maybe that's why he's not playing there, etc., etc. So you're always going to get that and you need to disregard that. You know, a kid, a kid who gets a chance has to be cut some slack, you know, and I don't, I mean, like, I'm watching El Nenny and Sabaos, and I'm thinking, I don't want to fucking watch them anymore. I've seen no, everything no, they no. have to offer. I've seen every single thing that those pair of twats could possibly have to offer this club, and it's not enough, 
and they need they need to be moved out and get someone in. Now we'll probably buy someone, and then the likes of Aziz and that will be further back in the pecking order and won't get their chance. You know, particularly if we don't get European European football where we can play the youngsters and the reserves. Yeah, which was what those those group stages in Europa were good for was giving those kids a chance. If if we're not going to get that, when are they going to get a chance? League Cup, and that's it. You know, and that's what one game a month. I just think we could have we could have we could have mixed it up a little bit rather than just sticking with the same ones. But I do understand the other argument. Yeah, no fair one. Uh, right, I mean we normally go. I'm sorry, no, sorry. playing devil's advocate for this. And I, I like, mate, I'm all for the kids. Like, look at Saka, Smith, Rowell, developed and stuff like that. But you look at our under 23 team in a minute, they just stayed up. It's the worst youth team we've had for such a long time. Per Murtisak is having a bit of a nightmare, to be honest with you. The, the youth, like the youth team at the minute, they've just about stayed up in that division. And I mean, are they good enough to step up yet? I mean, I mean Balogun has just got a £40,000 a week deal. He's played two games for us. Do you know what I mean? So I'm, 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 I agree with you, but I'm just playing devil's advocate a bit. I mean, the pressure's on our check at the minute. It had to get the win today. Had to. Mm. So I'll be, I, get, I get, and I get, I do get that, Charlie. I do get that. And look, you know, no one has more uh, worries about the the whole academy set up than I have. I mean, I was talking to my son tonight, and we were trying to figure out the last time the Arsenal ever produced one of their own defenders, and it just never happens. Never yeah. happens. It's a it's a fucking disgrace to be fair. But what I'm talking about is those gems. You know, it's the likes of Aziz, Patino, uh, Kiddo Taylor Hart, uh, Tamari Atchison. You know, they, these are the ones that I'm talking about. The ones who are, you know, the rest of the lads. No disrespect to them. I'm sure they will all go on and have good careers as professional footballers, like the likes of Carl Bartley and Sammy Jay that we saw today. They'll all go on and have a career in the game. You know, not being good enough for for the Arsenal is is like a, is a big a big bar to have to reach. So yeah. I'm talking about the gems you need to look after. I'm not talking about chucking in too many of them because, as you've said, they have had a really really poor under twenty three season. Isn't it a, isn't it a case though that the under a lot of the under twenty three games, the squad's been a little bit depleted because of the numbers that are training with the first team often. So there, there is that side of things as well. Do you know what I mean? If you think that we had, you know, two players that would have been playing for the under twenty, like, you know, still well under the age of twenty-three playing tonight, they would have certainly improved their under twenty-three. But like I say, who, who knows what's actually going on and, and what Arteta's got planned for them? Because you know, whether and whoever anybody likes it, Arteta's going to be around for at least another year. So, like I say, maybe. Him and her, maybe they have got a, a plan. Maybe they have got a roadmap. Do you know what I mean, they've definitely, obviously, spoke to Balogun. Because otherwise, what, why would he have signed his deal with us? He could have gone anywhere for probably the same amount of money and got first team football. But he's decided I'll to stay with us. So they've got, got his roadmap, yeah. haven't they? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, rather than it just be me talking about that, I think Mike's probably got some good opinions on, uh, on the under-23s. Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, um, uh, what Mark said was is important. It's not about throwing a whole bunch of them in. It's just bleeding them in just gradually. And so, you know, classic example, Eddie Nketiah hasn't been good for quite a while now. And I think everybody agrees he's probably going to be gone in the summer. 
So why on earth is he on the bench when, and especially today when, um, uh, you know, no need for that. And, and you know, Martinelli played an hour. I don't understand why he didn't play the whole 90 minutes. What, what was the purpose of bringing Lacazette on? I didn't understand that at all. But but you could have brought Balogun on instead of Lacazette. You know, you encourage somebody that you want to keep Lacazette, another one that's probably going to leave. And here's another piece of it that I'd love to know your opinion on, guys, is, you know, we, uh, we're going to have somewhat of an advantage, I think, going into next season. Because I think of, of all the bigger clubs, not that we are anymore, but of all the bigger clubs, um, you know, there's, I think Arsenal are going to have maybe the least number of players at the Euros, if you look at uh, who our better players are and who they play for. And, you know, so players like Kieran Tierney, you know, if I was Arteta, I would have given him the rest of the season off because he's going to be playing in the Euros. He's, I wouldn't be surprised if they play him every minute of every game. He gets injured and he can't start the, the beginning of the season. So what's more important that he plays these last four games for us and dead rubbers or that we give him a month off before the Euros where he can actually rest and not be injured the start of the season. Saka, the same thing. He may likely play in the Euros. So any of these players who are going to have long summers off the back of, you know, such a long schedule this season and no pre, you know, no rest last season much, you know, we're just, I don't know, we're messing up the present. I think we can all see that the present's not going so well. But, you know, you get a fresh chance every season. You're back at zero points with everybody else and you can go again. So let's be a little bit more intelligent with what we're doing moving forward here. Play play some of these youngsters, bleed them in gradually, at least put them on the bench so you've got an opportunity. Like if Martin Lady's not playing well, you want to bring on a forward, well, bring on Balogun. Don't bring on Lacazette. Don't bring on Tierney. Bring on somebody. Bring, put Suarez there. You know, because you're not going to want uh, Suarez to be a key member of your first team next season. So, Tierney's been hurt and, and he's played too much football. I better stop. It, it really irritates me. It's just the, the long-term planning is poor as well as some of the short-term stuff, you know? Yeah, no, fair one. Uh, another another comment. Uh, Jason Dell, you just beaten West Brom and it's all okay. John Smith Jr., KT, overplayed since childhood. Should be on holiday, not playing dead rubbers, hip butt. Uh, and Danny, the GFP. Hello, Danny. How you doing, mate? Uh, the under-23s have been decimated by having their best players being in the first-team squad. Uh, both under-23s and under-18s have been shocking this season. I know Danny uh, is religious with his watch, with his watching the results uh, and games for there where he can. Anyway, uh, I think we mentioned the subs earlier. Uh, like I say, we've probably hinted upon them all all chat anyway uh our goals you can well we scored three then do one each so we start with you charlie do you want to do the first goal all three were excellent weren't they really um yeah the first one was absolutely fantastic Saka bombing down the left the balling was perfect and the technical ability to smith throw to come onto that ball the way he did with his left foot is a very mm. very difficult thing to do and he made it look so easy and it's just it come at Great pace, and he's adjusting his body, and the way he just sort of hit it perfectly. There's a lot of players there. We'll be able to do that. They sliced it, they come back off them. Some of them wanted to make a touch. It was absolutely perfect. If you show young kids that goal, it was excellent. It was perfect from start to finish. The finish was superb, and they didn't really talk about it on the telly how good it was because it was absolutely superb. And I was over the moon for him. It's his first Premier League goal. Um, what I tweeted straight after a goal. One, one positive to come out of this season has been Smith Rowe for him to get blooded in and the way he's progressed. And, and for us now, I mean, 
he's a starter, isn't he? He generally is. Do you know what I mean? He, yeah. he makes us tick. He, he drives with the ball. He, he makes things happen. Got a little bit of bite about him. He, he, he's a young kid, and I just really, really hope now he just progresses and progresses, gets better and better. And um, it was really pleasing to see. I'm slightly concerned a little bit about his injuries that he gets sometimes with such a young lad, because uh, he always has had. I mean, when, when he was on loan in Germany and when he went to Huddersfield, he was always getting these little knocks. So I'd like somehow to try to eradicate that, but he's going to be massive for us. And I don't know what sort of contract he's on at the minute or how long he's got left. But they should be looking to get that extended ASAP. I think, I think, I think I did read somewhere, I might be wrong, that he's got at least another three years. Well, so, he deserves a bit more money now, so he needs to just be up to it. <laughs> yeah. But I said, my, my only thing with Smith Rowe, and like I say I agree with it, absolutely blinding goal. Love watching him play. He's the sort of player that gets you on your, the edge of your sofa these days or would get you standing up. You know what I mean? Mm. But it's whether or not he... I don't think he's still quite there where he can do that for a full 90 minutes. I just don't... I still think he's like he's, he's like a little bit... In two year, in a year, this time next year, he probably will be able to. I just still don't think he's, he's mature enough to be able to do that pace for the whole 90 minutes. But anyway... Yeah, no, that's fair enough, that, Gav. But, I, you know, a player he reminds me of a lot is Jack Grealish. I know they're not, you know, they're not identical players, but Grealish, you know, didn't really, really come to the fore until he was he, he was older than Smith-Rowe. So I'm hoping that, you know, it's that kind of like some some players just seem to physio, physiologically have be able to play all the time. And that Saka looks like one of them, you know, thankfully. At his age, he just seems to be able to play and keep playing, and he gets kicked all over the park, but he just carries on going. Um, Smith Rowe might not be quite as resilient as that, as as Charlie alluded to. When you know, particularly when he was at Red Bull, he had he had like injury problems there. I just think that as he gets older, he will hopefully get a little bit more resistant to that. And I I, I think he's going to be like Charlie said. I think the kid's going to be a star. Yeah, no fair one. Do you want to carry on with the second goal, Mark, and we'll leave Mike with the uh, third one? Um, yeah, the second goal. I mean, like it's 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 what Pepe does, isn't it? You know, you saw him today, and I don't know what they they they, they said to him about the second half, but the left back got got to him and and was a lot stronger with him second half. Um, so I don't know, he, he didn't quite have the same uh, impact on the game, but first half he was doing all right. But yeah, when he picks up that ball and he's anywhere near the edge of the box, you just know what he wants to do, um, you know. And it's 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 it just gives me um, bad memories of uh, Arjen Robin doing it every time for uh, Bayern whenever they played us. He would do the same thing, and we'd always know what he wanted to do. He's going to come inside and he's going to hit that with his left foot. Um, and uh, West Brom thankfully hadn't sort of uh, clued their defender up against that, but. Um, it's a lovely strike, you know. He's hit it really well. Keeper's got fingers to it, but there's no way he was keeping it out. So no, a lovely goal. And um, you know, Pepe again, he's an enigma. You know, we're stuck with him mainly because of the price we paid for him. So we are going to have to find a way of making Nicholas Pepe work. Well, which, like I say, I I think the second half of the season he's actually been better than the first half of the season, but. There's not too many players that, that you really could say that for. Anyway, Mike, uh, no one was there when Williams scored. It's like if a tree's cut down, does anyone hear it screaming? Uh, <laughs> but 
he finally caught a free kick right, didn't he? He did. He did. And um, from one of the angles uh, on the replay, it looked like the keeper was miles out of position or, or the wall was miles out of position. There was, But having said that, he put it in the top corner. So credit to him. Uh, and his set plays are the best thing he's done for Arsenal, even though you know we haven't got many assists off them. They're still the best thing that he's done. Um, and so what I can report to you living over here in the States is that that game was on the biggest network in the, in the country, uh, NBC. And so let's hope that they replay that on uh, ESPN Sports Centre tonight over and over again and he gets that contract from an MLS team. Um, <laughs> back of it, right? Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, let's, let's be fair to Williams, right? Because I'm, I'm probably as guilty as anybody, uh, you know, not understanding what he brings to the brings to the game. But he scored the free kick. Uh, it was his pass to Saka, uh, which Saka then crossed the ball for the first goal. So he was a little bit more instrumental than normal, Charlie. Yeah. Uh, sorry, just quick. I just read on Arteta just said on Smith Rowe, he felt something in his hamstring. Hopefully, something not too serious. Oh, okay. Uh, that, that is the reason he went off. Sorry, Gav, can you repeat that question, mate? Yeah, no, uh, like I say, we've all had our moan ups about William, but it was probably his best game for us, even if you take out the goal. Do you know what I mean? He, he, he looked lively. He was putting some good passes. He was thinking up well with Sacco, especially in the first half. So, yeah, he done all right, to be fair. He looked livelier. Yeah. He was sort of drawing players in and releasing the ball quicker. He wasn't turning back so much and passing backwards. Um, which, which is a big bugbear of mine that he does. Um, I, I do think he's someone who's absolutely void of any confidence because he has been so poor. Um, oh. But it just hasn't really worked this deal for him, is it? Do you know what I mean? It's, uh, <laughs> I, I was, it's, just, it's one of those right, things, like right. Sometimes it's just saying, sometimes a player and a club are just not the right fit. And yeah. that's just been the case for him, hasn't it, really? Harry Kane so, mate. <laughs> anyway, Mike, do you want to talk us through their goal? Since you got the uh, you got the soft goal to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, he uh, he ran through our midfield, couldn't catch him. Danny Sabias runs in treacle. We all know that, so didn't expect that. But um, I don't understand with all of the. Uh, many goals we've let him this year by backing off and backing off and backing off. And I understand why you back off. You back off so, so uh, you know, you can let some of your other players have some time to come back and help you uh, in the hope that he doesn't run run in a straight line, which is what he did. Um, and it was a, a good run, good finish from an impressive player. But in an ideal world, what needs to happen there is we need to stop and hold the line and somebody just needs to bring him down if they, uh, if they can't get the ball off him and take the yellow card. So... Uh, we've done that so many times this season. I'm surprised Arteta's not finding them for, for backing off when somebody's on a direct run like that. Um, so we did it against Villarreal as well, didn't we? So in the first leg. Um, but uh, but there, there we have it. Yeah, Holden actually did do that a couple of times. Holden actually went... I think he was uh, a little bit lucky not to, uh, not to get his name taken Holden a couple of times today by... Uh, sort of just trying to hit them early. Do you know what I mean? Hit them early at high up the pitch. Anyways, uh, we'll go to... There was no red cards. We don't really want to do rapid fire ratings, do we? Uh, we'll go to man of the match. We'll start with you, Mark. Um, Bukayo Saka. 
to be fair, mate. You know, he was he he, he ran the show in, in the first half. Um you know, going right back to the start of the show, he showed what a poor decision it was to not have at least tried him there uh on Thursday night. I mean I'm 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 not don't get me wrong, I'm not hung up about him playing there. I prefer it if Saka plays further forward because I think he, he offers the team so much there. You know, I don't. I'm not saying I want him to be playing left back, um, but um, no, he was he was he was head and shoulders above anyone, mate. To be fair, I, I don't think there can be really much argument about that. Yeah, no fair one, Mike. Yeah, yeah, total agreement. Um, he was the difference maker in the game, no doubt about it. Um, and um, I just wish that he wasn't moved because anytime he plays on the left, what we do with our left back, I think we all see it, our left back um, plays uh, about 60% of the time in the most attacking position probably on the field, which fits his profile so, so well. And then our left winger, we all know this, our left winger tucks inside um, and, and tries to, you know, keep their defenders compact in the in the middle, giving us the, the wing to go around. Uh, and so almost like a decoy. So, so again, I just don't want to be too negative, but to express the disappointment that Saka's game is, is so much better if you put him in behind and let him be a little more direct and run off the ball. When you play him on the left wing, he tucks inside and, and his maybe his biggest weakness is, is playing inside because he doesn't seem to connect anywhere near as well as some of the other players on the team. And so um, just wish we could have seen that for 90 minutes, honestly. Yeah, no, fair one. Charlie, your man of the match? Well, exactly the same as the other guys. Saka, all day long, first half, absolutely excellent, bombing up, beating players. When he plays in that position, as Mike said, and he's running forward, he's fantastic. When he's one-on-one with someone, he can beat a player. And then create the chance. So yeah, sack all day long. I thought it was excellent today, and you could see just how we changed when he moved out of position. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm like I say, it's a clean sweep. Uh, for me, I like to see Saka when he's facing their goal, and when he's got the ball in front of him, where he doesn't actually have to turn. So him being starting off in a deeper position, I like that because he's getting better ball in front of him so that's why I think it it works I mean he's almost like if we were playing wing backs you'd want him as a wing back do you know what I mean he, he's anyway he's man of the match by miles uh, right we can think no headlight no Cronky out we all want Cronky out yep 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 right okay uh, and the next game is Chelsea, isn't it? It is, yeah. So, someone, Charlie, does Chelsea need points this season, or is there a chance that in front of the FA Cup final they might stop resting players? Well, they've the results have gone their way this weekend, really, with Leicester slipping up and then beating Man City. Um, I don't think they can catch United, can they? Yeah, they, they can. Are, they can. They're six points there. Six points behind United with a game more, and they're a point above Leicester, so they do need to win, really. Yeah. Um, to, to be fair, though, aside of Chelsea's quality, it doesn't matter whether they finish second, third, or fourth, does it? You know, they'll they'll get into the group stages without a doubt. It's 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 only like whether or not they miss out on the top four, and I can't see that happening. They're six points clear of West Ham. Um, 
Um, you know, and so I, I don't see that being a And the cup final is Saturday. So, you know, they may well uh, not play, uh, you know, some of their more key players. Although, and they might, they might do. You know, they rested a few players yesterday that are key to them, like Man and Chilwell. Uh, and they may, he may play them on Wednesday, um, considering that it would be a nice game to have a warm-up. But it's certainly going to be a tougher game than today's was. So, you know, mm. which again made me sort of sort of think some of them subs were a bit odd. But there we go. It's going to be a tougher game Wednesday night, for sure. Yeah, no, fair one. Fair one. Do we want to do predictions for Wednesday? Mike, you can start with this one. Prediction for the Chelsea game. Oh, boy. Boy, oh boy. I was hoping you weren't going to do this segment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well... It's a way at Chelsea, isn't it? And um, I still think that they need um, they need to focus on the league as well, just in case I'm looking at the table. Uh, that West Ham are not going to go above them, but it's Liverpool. Liverpool, if they win their game in hand, go four behind them, which is still going to be a haul for Liverpool to get in the top four. So, and Chelsea have got a deep squad. Um, I can only see a Chelsea victory, honestly. Um, I, I can see. I'll say uh, I'll say two 0 Chelsea. To be honest with you, Charlie. Yeah, if you want my honest answer, I can't really disagree with Mike just said. I think we get beat three one, maybe. Um, they're very good defensively, Chelsea at the minute. That's the one thing he's coming and done. They're very hard to break down. Um, yeah, I think it'd be a tough game Wednesday, and even when he makes a few, I don't think he'll make wholesale changes. But the changes he will make, I think the, the players are bringing people like Ziyech, Pulisic, still fantastic players. You know what I mean, the, oh. and if, if we're not on our game, they're sort of players that can absolutely ruin us. So I'm not too confident about Wednesday. So I think we will get beat. I'll, I'll say three-one. Mark, um, they are so fucking boring to watch under two shell. I mean, I fucking hate Chelsea. I really hate Chelsea with a vengeance. Yeah. And particularly when they are so boring to watch. Anyway, uh, unfortunately, uh, given given our current circumstances and theirs, I can't see. And it's really disappointing, isn't it, that three or the four of us are saying this. I really can't see any further than a defeat. Although I'd say one one nil two one draw at best. Yeah, see, I'm going for the the mentalness of the fact that. If you know you're playing in the FA Cup final on the Saturday, you might not be your 100%. You might be your 90, 95%. Uh, and we're actually slightly better away from home than we are at home. I mean, our home record has absolutely cost us stupidly this season. Uh, so I'm going for a Desmond. I reckon two all. <laughs> I think that's the best, the, the most, uh, what's the word, optimistic. I can be is the fact that I think we might be able to get a draw out of it. That's amazing, anyway, given their yeah, defence no, and the way. No, I know. It's, it's not, but I mean, it's it. Like I say, it's just us as well. Like I say, I mean, before the game kicked off tonight, I said to me, mate, it wouldn't surprise me if we smashed them four or five nil tonight, and look like we're peak Brazil, peak Invincibles. Because that's what we do. That's what Arsenal do. We're, you know, we flatter, yeah. deceive, and we can be, we can go from absolutely rubbish to beating one of the top teams, and we've been doing that for the last couple of years. 
So, yeah. like I say, who knows? Anyway, I'd like to thank everybody who joined us in the chat. And if I didn't read your comment out, sorry, but thank you very much. Thank you especially for the gentleman who called me a tramp for my choice of lager. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for joining us this evening. We've got three more for the end of the season. We'll put the rope up in the, in the WhatsApp. And, yeah, hopefully we'll have uh, at least another couple of victories to talk about. And until then, I'm going to try and work out how to turn this off without Paul telling me off that I'm doing it all wrong. <laughs> I always do the banners wrong, don't I? Is it brand? I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, here we go. Right, the screen will go black. And then... Up the arse. Go on, you brothers. Up the arsenal. Here we go. Hold on. My laptop here. Charlie's gone already.